turn to Psalm 84. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach for another 45 minutes or anything. Uh, the reason why I planned this Sunday, it's a bit different, is, uh, is for one, it's good to hear what God's doing in people's lives or what God has done. Amen? It's super encouraging to hear that. And I know folks tell me privately, and I appreciate that, but there's value in saying it out loud for other folks to hear, and that's very important. And uh, I look forward to, in just a few moments after I'm done, we're going to fellowship together and praise the Lord and enjoy some good fellowship, enjoy good food. Uh, and I know as a pastor, my main responsibility, or one of the main responsibilities, is to bring and preach the Word. Amen? And you definitely want me to do that, even if you don't know it right now. You need me. You want me to do that. That's what the Lord would have for me to do. But you know, a really another really important part of me as a pastor is is being with the flock. And uh, I wanted to do it this way so I can spend time with you. Uh, I know I was away for a couple of weeks, and I knew that in the schedule as well. So I was like, you know what? I want to see some people. I want to talk to some people and just see how you're all doing. And, and I want you, first of all, to know that I really love you. You're an encouragement to me. And I appreciate each and every one of you. And there's something special about this place. It's not because we have high ceilings or we have old lighting. <laughs> Or sometimes it doesn't sound very good in here because the sound's not the best. No, no, it's nothing about that. It's because what we come and do here. That's what's special about this place. So it looks like Psalm 84, verse number 1. How admirable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the spore a sparrow hath found a house, a swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house, and they shall, uh, they will be still praising thee. And now in verse number 10, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, I thank you for this great evening. Lord, we spent time uh, lifting our voices in praise. Uh, we spent time hearing testimonies of what You have done. And Lord, we need to be reminded about how great church is because You have ordained it. And You want us to be in church. It's a special place. I pray You encourage our hearts now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, it's assumed by the scholars that this psalm was most likely written by David when he was in exile from Absalom. He was on the run. And with that knowledge, it does reveal David's heart that he wanted to be in the tabernacle. He wanted to be close to the Lord. Now, I understand today uh, that that true house of God is in heaven and the tabernacle is not what it was in this portion of Scripture by any means. But a visible symbol of both, symbol of both those things is church. Church. And when the saints of God gather themselves together to worship in spirit and in truth, there's nothing else on earth that gets us as close to heaven. Amen? I mean, this is what, this is a little taste of what heaven's going to be like. Just a little taste. And I'm excited about church. I enjoy church as a place that we come and worship the Lord for His honor and for His glory. And there's a few things here, uh, that David mentions that I want to look at real quick. Uh, first of all, there's something special about this place because it inspires a sense of delight. Uh, his word there, admirable, means worthy to be loved. God's people ought to love to go to church. Amen? I've I, I got to be honest. I have a hard time understanding Christians who don't want to be in church. 
Uh, I look forward to it. You know, sometimes Saturday night, I have a hard time going to sleep because church is coming. And it's not because I'm scared to preach or that uh, I'm trying to avoid someone at church or anything of that nature. It's because I'm excited. I get to go to church. I, I get to spend time with folks. I get the chance to uh, minister God's Word to the church family. It's exciting. I, I love church. And there's a couple of ways that you show your love by being present. Amen? If you tell me you love church and never show up, I'm going to doubt what you say. I love church, Pastor. I haven't been there in three years. Well, that's not love. You know, that Hebrews 10.25 tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We need to be together. Be pleasant when we come together. And you found that in Psalms 122, verse 1. You know, reasons why I love church, there are many. But here's, here's a few. Actually, there's more than a few. When I come to church, I find fellowship. Good fellowship. That's encouraging. Uh, Jessica made mention of it. Uh, she didn't know about her job. You know, there's, there wasn't as many Christians. Now, praise the Lord, she's got some Christian friends at work. Praise the Lord for that. But it's wonderful to come together in God's house and have good fellowship. You know, just that, that's wonderful. Friendships. We have friendships at church. I know we're brothers and sisters in the Lord, but we, we bond closer with other people than others. I mean, it's just the way it is. Friendships. Uh, help. Sometimes folks come through that door and they're, they might not be saying a word, but they're screaming, help me. They come to church. The message is preached. And they get out and they walk out the door and they tell me, Pastor, how did you know I was having that problem this week? So I had no idea you were having that problem, but the Lord gave me the message. You find help. And the next word, it's one of my favorite words. You find hope when you come to church. Now, I'm not talking about uh, I find hope because I put my trust in Pastor Matt or Pastor Mark or some other one, one of our deacons. No, because men will fail you, but the Lord will never fail you. We can have hope in Him. He's there and He's encouraging us. It's, it's wonderful uh, as you journey through our Christian pilgrimage, as we talked about this morning, that I can come to the house of God and I can be encouraged. I can have my hope lifted up. I get, uh, need some help. It's there. Hey, I just have that heart. Whenever the doors are open, I'm going to be there. So it inspires delight. It inspires a sense of desire. In, verses, in verse number 2, My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. David's telling us his entire being longed to be at the house of God. His soul, his body, his heart longed to be in place of worship. Perhaps David was reminded or was reminding himself about the saints of God that had gone on after him and, uh, you know, he remembers them and how great that was for the fellowship at the tabernacle with them. Uh, maybe he looked at the tabernacle uh, as a place, an oasis from the world. He could get there and he could praise the Lord. Perhaps he remembered the house of the Lord as a, a safe haven from the storms of life. Whatever was coming to his mind when he thought about the house of the Lord, he his heart raced a little bit. He was excited about that. I mean, he was just, yes, I get to go to the tabernacle. Psalms 27.4 says, One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in His temple. He loved the tabernacle. The whole idea for uh, David's experience here was a man who loved the Lord. He came and, and he enjoyed the worship. Hey, let me encourage you to enjoy the worship at church. 
We come to worship God, amen? That's the whole purpose, is to come to worship Him, to magnify His name. He deserves to be magnified. He deserves, and we're doing it corporately. You need to do it individually on your own throughout the week. You know, you can worship God anywhere, right? Driving on the 410. Well, maybe if it's not much traffic, it's easier to worship. No, we need to worship all the time. In, in the traffic, when there's no one around, we need to be worshiping God individually. But as a church, we come together corporately. God ordained the church. We need to be here and raise our voices in song and praise. Yeah, it, it definitely uh, inspires desire, inspires a sense of devotion. Verses 3 and 4 of this passage, David talks about a couple little birds, okay? The, the, the swallow and the sparrow. And uh, as you read these things, and you know that David is far away from the tabernacle, and he wants to be at the tabernacle, he wants to be in God's house, I think there might be a little tinge of jealousy here because he knows the birds, these birds are in the tabernacle where he wants to abide. Now, if you're going to label these birds, the sparrow was a worthless bird and the swallow was a wandering bird. And David tells us that these two worthless and wandering birds uh, uh, show us, you know, show some lessons. It's a place for the unwanted. The house of God is a place for the unwanted. The sparrow was worthless and unwanted. They would arrive in a great number as uninvited guests. They came needy, looking for a place for shelter and looking for food. They found what they came for and they stayed. Isn't that a great picture of the sinner? Hey, we were worthless and unwanted. But we came to the Lord and boy, we found it, didn't we? We found how good He was. And He invited us to the table. And there's many, but there's room for all. And throughout all that, He provides shelter, He provides food, He provides provision. This, hey, the church house is a place for the unwanted. Amen? It's a place for the unwanted. It's a place of permanent dwelling as well. This, the verses continue, text says the sparrow has found a house. That's a, that's a permanent place, isn't it? A house is permanent. Thank God that church is a place where you can sit down your roots and dwell. Just be there. Uh, the idea that it brings comfort, encourages you along. It's a place of suitable dwelling. The idea of a house uh, and the Lord's house is a place of that comfort when our hearts are heavy. Sometimes we need to be definitely convicted and exhorted to do what's right. But it's a place of shelter from the storm. Amen. Uh, and I'm so thankful that we have a place that we can come together. And I have found a crowd that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to be with that crowd. You know, I really hope during the week, as individual believers, you do pray for other members and folks in our church. These are our people. You know, when I say I missed home, I'm not necessarily talking about the great scenery I look out my window and I see a bunch of kids on place wings and stuff. I mean, it's all right. I mean, I'd much rather look at the ocean, to be quite honest. But a landscape is not home. Home is where the heart is, amen? And my heart's here. And so should yours. This is your home. This is your permanent dwelling. This is the house of God. This church is where you have found a permanent dwelling. It's a place for the pilgrim. So at the same time, the sparrow is a permanent resident. The swallow is a pilgrim. He, he flies away in the fall and returns in the spring. He's a wanderer. 
Yet at the tabernacle, the, the pilgrim swallow found a place of safety and shelter in the midst of his journey. And like I mentioned this morning, as we're on a pilgrimage, right? We're only here for so long. God has a plan. And He has a place of safety and shelter for us. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. What a blessing it is that the Lord has allowed us to have the local church. I think so often we forget. We, we, and you know, in our world today, we're so quick to compare this church with this church. Well, this church doesn't have all this. This one doesn't have all this. Listen, I'm just thankful that I have a good church. And you should be too. That you have a great church that we can serve the Lord together and go forward for Him. And one day, this journey will be over and we get to spend eternity with the Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. Look forward to it. But right now I'm here. And I'm thankful for it. It's a place for the young. Verse 3, And the swallow will nest for herself where she may lay her young. She found The swallow finds a place for her to raise her little ones. What a lesson for us. The church is a place for the little ones. Amen. The little ones need to come to church. The little ones need to come here and hear about Jesus Christ. They need to hear about Jesus and the plan of salvation. And they need to come and hear uh, how to praise His name. They need to hear uh, your testimonies. They need to hear the mature believers give their testimony how the Lord saved them. Don't think for a moment that your testimony doesn't mean much. Your life is important. You don't know how far your influence is. You're influencing my children and other people's children. And you know what? It doesn't matter your age. You might say, well, that's for those who are 40 and over, Pastor. No, you're 18, you're 20, you can have influence on people. Don't think for a moment you don't. Use it for good and use it to encourage the young. I'm so thankful to see young people in our church. I want to see more young people, to be quite honest with you. See more children in our church. And, you hear, and, and instill in them the truths of the gospel. Instill in them the truths of God's Word. It's a place for the young. It's a place for the weary. I've seen some of you come into church, and uh, <clears throat> I think you might have forgot to comb your hair that morning. And uh, maybe um, the makeup got put on really fast. I can just tell by how you come through the door that it's been a rough week. And you don't really have to say much. Maybe it's a blowing the hair or maybe just a look on your face. You're weary and you're coming looking for something to encourage your heart. And I hope that this church will always be a place where you come for your weary heart to get encouraged. That, I mean, that's the whole idea of church is come and get and be encouraged and praise His name. Aren't you so glad the Lord in His wisdom has provided a haven for His people? And it's called the church. Get in church and be encouraged. You know, it inspires a sense of duty too, you know. In verse 10, David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. He'd rather open the door <clears throat> than waste his time and energy serving the world and the wicked ones. That's a great lesson for us. A doorkeeper, that's... That's not like a super important job. And he was king of Israel. He said, I'd rather keep the door of the tabernacle than to be in the tents with these other guys. You know what he's saying? I'd rather be with God's people. I'd rather serve them 
That's my duty is to serve them. And listen, if you're here this evening as an individual individual and you know Jesus Christ as Savior, the Lord's given you gifts and abilities that you need to use for Him. And you can use them through the local church. Amen. And you need to use them individually as well, but corporately as a church, we use them all together and we can do greater things for Him. Give you an example. Just this year, we started our newsletter, community newsletter. I assure you, you would never want me to edit a newspaper. I guarantee you that. Because I'm not precision with that at all. I mean, I read something real quick and I, I read it like I'm thinking in my mind. Oh, yeah, that's all there. Then I look at it later. I'm like, oh, I missed a lot of words. You know, you can't publish that. But I'm so glad there's individuals in our church who have the ability to edit. I have, I'm glad for people in our church who have the ability to write. I'm, I'm in the real infancy stage in, in writing articles myself. But that's gifts that you might not know about. But they're being used. Uh, and listen, we all need to be encouraging people. Absolutely. We need to be inviting folks to church. Absolutely. There's other of us who have uh, abilities in administration. Whatever the case. But you need to use them and use them in the local church. God has given you those things. Be as most effective as you possibly can. Make it count. Make it count for God's glory. You know, we, we sometimes can get wrapped up in our own agenda and things, and I'm as guilty as anybody else. We need to understand the agenda should be God's agenda. What does He want? Honor Him. Lay up treasures in heaven for Him, according to Matthew 6, verses 19 to 20. I love Legacy Baptist Church. It's hard to believe that uh, next month is two years since the church voted me in as pastor. It's hard to believe. Where did two years go? Just like that, it went. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart of how much you supported me and my family. You, you're a wonderful church family. Uh, and I thank God. I, I can't say every day because I would lie, but most days I thank God for this church. You're a blessing. And that's grace. And you need to hear it. You need to hear that you're a blessing to your pastor. I know I can't speak for Pastor Matt, but from everything he's told me, you've been a blessing to him and his family too. So let's not stop. Let's keep going forward. Let's continue making this place special. It's a special place. Let's keep inviting folks in to hear about Jesus. Let's keep surrendering our hearts to Jesus. Let's continue encouraging our children to serve God. Let's encourage our young people to give their hearts, serve the Lord in church planning and missionaries and teachers, whatever it is. Let's encourage everyone to serve Jesus no matter what occupation you have. And let's see us reach this world for Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank You for a wonderful evening of song, of testimony. Or we certainly don't deserve the blessings You've bestowed upon us. And Lord, I pray You'd be with us in a special way or help us to be thankful for church and help us to be desiring to be in church and use the abilities You've so graciously given us. Let's be bringing our children to church. Let's instill in them the, the Gospel, the truth. And Lord, allow our church to continue to be an aid station, an encouragement center, all directing everyone to Jesus because You are our hope. Well, I pray you encourage us now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.